Metaphysics is going to have to be the quote-unquote religion of tomorrow. If it isn't, you're fucked. Totally and absolutely. Officially recording in three, two, now. Indians, pilgrims. Hold on. What the fuck are you doing in here already? We just that is started. So perfect. I forgot that you're getting buff for your boys, doing this buff for your boys thing. Honey, this is an important I'm podcast people rely on for information. What the fuck are y'all talking like, about? Why does he keep screaming all crazy? Because I'm in here. Don't scream all crazy. Thank you. It's part of what I, I do. I love you. I love um, you too. But for your boys, guys. Honey, I love you. Get the <laughs> fuck out of my home office. I feel you vile shame. bitch. I, feel I love shame. you. Oh, where was I? Hold on. It was beautiful. That was so uh, perfect. Turkeys, pilgrims, colonizers. Who gives a cripple crab fuck? White supremacy? So what? Eat some turkey, be thankful with your family, and have a potluck. I agree completely. I am in complete accordance with the word of the Dolomitian cult. (laughs) May the voice of God be my voice, and may his voice be yours. Beautiful. And don't take no shit this holiday. Mm-mm. Don't take not even a little bit of shit from nobody. No rap suit, born insecure motherfucker. <laughs> uh-uh. Born not this insecure. Thanksgiving. That's, that's, that's definitely one of my all-time favorite insults is born insecure. Like, you just never had a chance, did you? <laughs> don't get me wrong. Rat soup eating motherfucker is hilarious. But born insecure stings. That one really stings. That's hilarious. Oh, long live Dolomite. Amen. May, his, may and he ever. always speak the word of God henceforth and forevermore. And, and you know why this is this is brilliant, especially for all the ridiculousness that's going on, and why I'm even more convinced that this is the way, because race is not the centerpiece of all of this. It, it's not the center of what we do. We recognize that it's it's an obstacle. Obviously, the dealing with the trauma, the healing, the universal brotherhood, the just being better, the metaphysics are we're fucked. There's some core principles. But there's at least enough periphery shit going on to weed out the people that might want to frame everything by race. So, so what I mean is you can't hate black people and join a cult where the voice of God is dolomite. <laughs> And it's kind of ingenious because we're not even saying, look, we're not saying God is physically black. We're, not, we're just saying the voice of God has to be black. The voice of God. So if, if, if that is, a, um, a, what's it called, a obstacle for entry, right, if that's going to weed you out because yeah. you're like, listen, I can't get with no shit where the voice of God is black. You know, fuck all that God is black shit. Now, hold on. We didn't say God is black. We said the voice of God is Dolomite. Right. We are very specific. And if that's if that's too much for the price of entry for you, then you know you're not ready. You're, you're not yeah. ready. You got too much trauma on the racial end to deal with, and you, you got to you know you got to work that out first. You're just not going to be ready. And at the same token, if you don't want to be a part of an organization that that truly promotes universal brotherhood, 
you know, where white people aren't the devil, right, then that's going to be a barrier of entry as well. So it, it works from every angle. You know, if sure. you're uncomfortable with a white Yakubian cave beast being muzzled and brought to book signings and the voice of God is black, you know, it's going to be hard for you. If you're like, no, they're fucking, they kiss dogs on the mouth and they invent guns and they're they're just devils and it's a creation gone wild and there's nothing we can do. We will have no parts with them whatsoever. You know, you're going to be in the same, the irony of it is both of you are actually in the same camp and don't even realize it. Mm. You're in the same camp by refusing to accept oh. the black voice of God and by refusing to enter into true universal brotherhood, both of your racist asses end up in the same place. Derek Brooks or whatever his name is, and uh, what's the other dude? Um, it's South Carolina. They never stopped talking about him. Uh, they shot up the church, killed nine people. Oh, I think yeah. it was at AME Dylan Church. Roof. Dylan Ooh. Roof. That's the irony. The black Hebrew Israelite with the dreads, and we, we were given some profound information about dreads today, oh, some yeah. profound details <laughs> from one of the wisest men we've ever met. He dropped some jewels on us. But that dude, the irony is him and Dylan Roof, they're on the same shit. They're mm. crazy. They latch on to some racially charged rhetoric. They think they have a purpose and they're doing the world harm. And their hate led them astray to the point that their mental illness compelled them to take the lives of innocent people, which don't do shit. It ain't dealing with what's going to get us to the right place. It ain't helping nobody heal from their trauma. It's not moving us to a better position. You're actually just adding more trauma. You're adding more degrees of pain into the equation that the people who are trying to heal this shit are going to have to be tasked with working out. You made it worse. You didn't do anything, and it should be a cautionary tale that if you let that shit bubble up within you, if you keep going on these message boards, I don't give a fuck which ones you're going on, you can be a Dylan Roof. You may think, nah, I'm, you know, I'm just shit posting. I'm hey, Listen, you keep nurturing that hate and that resentment inside of you and not wanting to deal with your trauma, you could very easily fucking psychopathic your way into some Dylan Roof shit, especially if you're taking some medication to help you feel good because I guaranteed all of these dudes were drugged out. And same thing for our, our guy, Derek. Same thing. Whatever he was into, whatever he was looking into, at some point, he got completely lost and you could go down that route. It's all fun and games. Yes, they smell like wet dog when it rains. I'm not even denying <laughs> it. I got it. But you keep feeding that for too long and the worst part of it is, you think you're in service of a bigger agenda. Nope. People will use you. They'll use you to score political points, but they're not getting you out of jail. They don't give a fuck about you. Facts. They don't give a fuck about you. Yeah, they gave Dylan Roof a hamburger, and that motherfucker is never getting out of prison. They're covering for this dude, Derek, as much as they can. It wasn't terrorism. He was fleeing the scene of a crime. We knew within 24 hours that uh, Rittenhouse was a white supremacist shooter out there killing black people. But with this dude, I heard one news report. They were like, him or her, they wouldn't even commit to say if it was a dude or not, let alone is a black supremacist. But so what? The news is going to use it. It's going to put, but they're, they're not getting you out of prison, dude. They don't give a fuck about you. They're not going to do, I mean, maybe you get a book deal. I don't know. 
I don't know, but I'm pretty sure if you do, you're going to get sued by the families and they're going to want those profits. As they should. As they should. I haven't watched too much about this uh, this new guy, this this idiot. I haven't. Uh, I've seen his face a few times, and I've been seeing a little bit of information trickle past, but I haven't actually taken a direct look at it. So, I think it's interesting that they're already playing a different game with his uh, with the information and the intention. All that shit. That, that's very very interesting. That's very and, and of course today is the uh, officially the day that uh, the guys. Who the people who killed Ahmad Arbery got? Uh, they, I don't think they've been sentenced, but they were all found guilty, though. Really? Uh, yeah. Murder in the second degree? All three of them. I think there was nine counts, and uh, the one guy got get found guilty for eight counts. The next one was like six, and then the last one was four or something like that. Ooh. But they all got mur- multiple murder charges. Now I guarantee you, everybody that was screaming, Rittenhouse want to get a fair trial and celebrating. Uh, like after OJ got acquitted, yeah, I bet you they're complaining that this wasn't fair. They got a whole different, a whole different set of rules. That's unfair. Ahmaud Arbery ran after him. It's a different scenario, dude. It's a different scenario. <laughs> but, but, um, real quick, because you may not be through the 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 portico or whatever it's called. You may not have got through the porch. You may be in the outer courtyard. You got degrees. You got degrees on this. And what's going to get you to these higher degrees is go on there, go to iTunes or wherever you can write a fucking review and do five stars and promote your shit. That's how much we love you. Give us a five star review. Talk a whole lot of shit. And maybe this is some opportunity to get off your ass. And you're like, well, I don't have nothing to to even, uh, you know, promote. We'll start a fucking business. And your first advertisement is going to be in the five-star review that you give to the cult of dangerous gentlemen. Mm. Let us help you with these life hacks. Hack the algorithm. Epstein didn't kill himself. COVID is a big fucking hoax. Work it into <laughs> your five-star reviews. McDonald's ain't going to delete it. Coles ain't going to delete it. They want those five-star reviews. Use it to get your message out there and promote your shit. And we wouldn't expect you to do anything less even when it comes to uh, leaving a five-star review for us. It applies universally. So go ahead and do it. But when you get to the higher degrees, one of these degrees is you must transcend the binary. And right now there's a lot of people wrapped up in the binary and that's all they're focused on right now. Look, this dude was a black supremacist. He did a terrorist attack. The media is covering for him. So you just now woke up to the fact that the media is narrative based and it's designed to make us all angry and hate each other. I love you, my brother. I love you, my sister. You are absolutely fucking late to the party. We, mm. This is a known thing. What the fuck is the point of harping on it incessantly? It's unfair. It's unfair. It's unfair. See it for what it is and make no mistake. If you think, okay, the system understands the system is all about Black Lives Matter and, you know, they really give a fuck and things change. Look, the same people running the hoax in the media are the same people that told Martin Luther King to kill himself. They're the same people that fucking trumped up charges on Marcus Garvey. Don't get too comfortable thinking that these entities are on your side. If if you start to get comfortable and think that, mandatory listening, dead prez, let's get free. I want you to listen to propaganda specifically. That's your homework. Mm-hmm. Listen to propaganda. Listen to assassination. Listen to them. And, and assassination, again, officially has been declared. If you disagree with it... Um, 
Cunium, Requiem, whatever. It'll be employed. It'll be utilized <laughs> if necessary. Assassination by Dead Prez is the official soundtrack to January 6th. It, it's absolutely the official soundtrack wow. to January 6th. All of those Trump supporters were influenced by Dead Prez, and I say good for them. They're not going to like that one bit. Actually, you know what? Nobody's going to like that at all. Not the fans the of Dead Prez. <laughs> <or> the... <laughs> this destroys everything. The, we, we, see, what I'm seeing happen here developing is that everybody who refuses, if you refuse these lumens, you will only find your camaraderie in the wilderness of unidentity. That's where you all end up, and that's where you all realize now you're on the same team because you realize you're outside, you're beyond the palings, and the only thing you have to unite yourself is that you all define yourself by the negative, by the things that you're not and the people you hate the most. And that's each other, and you're all beyond the pale together. That makes your society, the foundational element of your society is we don't like each other. And right. we, kind of, we find camaraderie in the fact that we all don't like each other, but we hate those other guys who like each other even more. And who cares? Who cares if you're the Jews or the gypsies? If if you take turns putting each other inside the pen and one of you gets to patrol the other, who cares? Every four years you get to change spots, but you're both in the same fucking camp. Who cares who gets to pretend to be in charge every four years? Who mm. cares? doesn't wow. matter. You're in the same fucking situation. And yes, do not define yourself by unidentity and you need to be made comfortable because this is the game plan to keep you separate, to keep your eyes from focusing on who's really fucking you both. And again, more mandatory listening. Go to Boogie Down Productions. I believe it was Edutainment, the racist. It's very, mm. very, very on point in this regard. They can't see the government. They're screwing them both. These are not new ideas. These are forgotten ideas. Everything is always just rediscovered. And now is a very important time. If you pay attention, it's extremely important that you recognize the number one tool that's being used to wedge people against each other to drain you of all your fucking time and energy to keep you 100% focused on hating a person who's equally as powerless as you are, now's the time to recognize that shit. So you absolutely should be made uncomfortable. I know you listen to country. I know your favorite rapper is Kid Rock. Your homework is to go listen to Dead Prez Assassination. And you tell me that's not your theme song for January 6th. And if you love Dead Prez, and you say, well, fuck that. I don't want them associated with storming the Capitol. Then I would, point, I would point to you to the fact uh, the Black Panthers stormed the California Capitol, if I'm not mistaken. And they ran up there with guns. And now you need to ask yourself as a dead press fan, why are you on the side of protecting the Capitol now? What's wrong with that? That's your homework. Wow. Sit back and think about that. Mm. How are you a dead Prez fan and you're on the side of lock them up? <laughs> free free Mumia, but lock those crackers up. Oh make it make God. sense. Unravel oh from this fucking game. Make alliances. Transcend the binary because when you're in the binary, you're fucking predictable. They know how you're going to vote. They know what's going to get you triggered and pissed off. 
They know what's going to get you out there in the streets protesting. They know that what's going to get you so mad that you're going to overreact and run up inside the fucking Capitol so they can call you terrorists. You are predictable, easy masses of asses. And you are not useful to anybody, including yourself, if you're not able to transcend the binary and see who your true allies and your true friends are. Who really shares your values. And I guarantee you it's not the system keeping you angry at each other and fucking you both. It absolutely is not. So don't get caught up with this Derek. I want to keep calling him Derek Brooks. Is it Derek Brooks? I feel like that's a football player name. Derek Brooks. I don't know. I think uh, I did see. Let me see, because I was just looking it up a second ago. I think I did see the name Brooks there. Just didn't have his first name. Yeah, I don't see his first name. I do see he had his bail set at $5 million, though. So, look, he's not a hero. Dylan Roof's not a hero. And another trap that y'all are going to fall into, this whole time that y'all were calling Dylan Roof a white supremacist and not just a mentally ill person, this is another great fucking transcend the binary moment. Why does it have to be either or? Yes, he was motivated by racist ideology and he was a fucking lunatic on psychotropic drugs. Both things are fucking true. I guarantee you this dude was high as fuck when he did it. This goes back to the fucking assassins smoking fucking hash before they went out. You about to do some wild shit. Most people can't stomach it. You're probably going to be high out of your fucking mind. And whether you're doing some fucking fentanyl or you're doing some fucking meth or you're doing some some Lexapro, whatever the fuck they're giving you over the counter, chances are you're going to be you're going to need some of that shit. Because a lot of people deal with a lot of racist shit in their head, and they have a lot of strong racially charged opinions, and they're not driving through traffic, and they're not shooting up innocent people in churches. So the X factor seems to be mental illness exacerbated by drugs. And so what they're going to say is, no, no, it's not mental illness. Mental illness had nothing to do with Dylan Roof. He was just a fucking racist. This is the power of racism. And what they're going to do with this dude, Derek, is they're going to say, nah, it's not terrorism. Nah, it's not racism. Yeah, he has some black. Yeah, he has some Nick Cannonisms. He has some Nick Cannonisms. But but really, he was just crazy. He was really crazy as fuck. And you know what, what you're going to waste your time thinking about? It's not fair. They're framing it unfair. They won't say it's just they're trying to say it's just mental illness and not racially charged. But they didn't do that for fucking Dylan Roof. Who gives a fuck? You're trying to defend how they're framing Dylan Roof, and you're fighting to frame how they're framing it for this dude. What the fuck does that solve if the people that are paid to mislead you are telling you the story correctly? If that's your takeaway from seeing this shit, you're fucking lost. Buy the book when it drops. You need it. <laughs> Listen to Dead Prez. Okay? You need it. Absolutely. You need, it. You need that... to get out of this fucking binary thinking. Dead Prez for January 6th. It's some of the greatest shit I've ever heard in my life. That shit is absolutely genius because there's a common thread that people on both ends of it probably wouldn't want to admit exists. Both people on both sides, the people who love their president, the people who never heard of them but love the fact that January 6th happened. There's a convergence point in there that neither of them are going to want to recognize, <laughs> but it's it's pretty big and it's pretty obvious now that you put it in that context. I need to see 
this conversation in public. I'm I'm about to start tweeting about this once a week until it goes viral. <laughs> Listen, you ain't even safe with a full clip. No. I swear on the president's grave, I'm sick of living in this bullshit. Mm. We about to take it to the full length. Meet me up on Capitol Hill so we can get into some real shit. <laughs> if that's not the fucking theme song, get the oh, fuck out of here. Man, I'm about to just post that video on my Facebook and put January 6th theme song. And yeah. just see what just see what happens. Just, that's it. That's all you gotta do. Some people. I think it's gonna be very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> very confusing. But I think most people, before they try to type a reply to the contrary, somewhere while they're typing the reply, it's gonna make sense and they're gonna be like, maybe I should just sit, just maybe think bow about out. this for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, just bow yeah. out, leave it alone. I'm gonna pretend I didn't see this post. Because now you have to figure out who you're mad at. The Trump supporters are dead prez. Oh, wow. And yeah, in, in, yeah. in either case, everybody who feels triggered by that is going to have some difficult feelings to confront. Why do I love the January 6th rioters but hate dead prez? Why do I love dead prez but hate the January 6th rioters? Make that make sense. And you can. It's over. You guys are friends now. Yep. You guys, this you is the way, friends. brother. You got to be friends now. You see how we fix the world's problems without even trying? That's amazing. And that guy's name is Daryl Brooks, but fuck him anyway, so who cares? Daryl Brooks. I was saying Derek Brooks because I'm a fucking asshole. Yeah, Sorry. I'm, but I wasn't yeah. paying attention to the story too much because I'm, I'm not getting caught up in that dumb shit no more, man. They want the fucking energy vampires. They want it. They want your attention. They want your energy. They want you to be fucking mad and unproductive. It's the right. only reason why they're talking to you. They don't want you to be informed. They don't give a fuck if there's ever really any racial equality or racial justice. They don't give a fuck who's going to prison because there's a lot of drug dealers in prison and there's a lot of politicians who should be in prison and aren't and a lot of drug dealers who shouldn't be in prison and are. They don't give a fuck. They bring these things up when it helps push their agenda. They don't give a fuck about solving any problems. And the sooner we all get it through our fucking heads that that's the case, we will stop being mad at each other and fighting to the fucking cancel death on social media over this shit that doesn't benefit any of us. This is part of the game. This is the design to keep us wrapped in this, wrapped up in this endless fucking back and forth binary struggle. We have to transcend it. Can't fall for it. If you on the right, yep, stop this fucking it's not fair. They report the news differently. Bitch, they're supposed to. The news ain't there to tell you what's happening. It's, it's there to shape public opinion, tell you what to feel and what to be angry about. Yeah. And they do shit as, as social experiments. I guarantee you somewhere in some FBI or CI dossier, they're like, yo, let's see if we can get people mad about Coney. That shit lasted two weeks. That's one <laughs> of my favorite examples of a motherfucker you never heard of all of a sudden, you read a post about him, and the entire internet was like, yo, fuck this dude, Coney. And there was no follow-up. No. I haven't heard anybody be like, yo, did we ever depose Coney? I know we murdered Gaddafi because he was trying to unify Africa under a different currency. But we have a, you know, maybe Allegedly. he had his terrorists. I don't Allegedly. know. Allegedly. Allegedly. But, but Coney, there was no follow-up. I thought he was, like, kidnapping children and eating babies or some shit. We were all outraged for a week. And then when they told us, nah, I don't give a fuck about this. Something else happened. Give a fuck about that. They were like, holy shit. We got I did see the Coney guys, though. I did see the Coney guys a few weeks after it had all died down. 
drunk celebrating how much money they made. I did see that footage. That that they, probably. <laughs> yeah, they were drunk in a hotel room laughing about how much money they made, and 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 even that had no follow up. That was just that was that was the follow up to Coney was those guys celebrating their uh, their their windfall. And that was it. Nobody, I don't think they ever got like sued or I don't think anything happened. They just gave it, sent every, everybody a bunch of bracelets and went on about their business. They probably started selling fidget spinners or something like that. Who knows? But they, those guys are hustlers. Two like college age white guys too. They weren't like a real organization. <laughs> they were just some regular guys who was just like, yeah, let's put some money into this. Let's make these videos and send out stop Coney bracelets and people will love them. And he, you know, he made a bunch of money doing it and then he kind of walked away. Right. And that's not a grift. Is that a, is it a grift or did they just realize they didn't have enough money to stop Coney? So they quit. Like what's the, I don't even know what the official story is. Look, it, it, it the official Story doesn't matter. The takeaway is, is this is the blueprint to get you in an emotional state, take your money, and not solve any problems. And to do it in the name of morality and making the world a better place. So in the name of making the world a better place, we're not going to move the fucking marker on that, a, a, a modicum, not a modicum of motion, but somebody's going to get really rich and you're going to be really angry. And are we confused as to why the world's not getting better? We have all this outrage and all this activism. Because maybe that's the fucking, out, that's the game plan. That That is what our activism results in, in 2021. You get mad, somebody gets rich because you're mad, and fundamentally nothing in the real world changes, not even a bit. Lather, rinse, repeat. Wow. It is. It's Metaphysics overfucked. Pretty much. What else is there at this point? Because if you can show me, I'd love for anybody who is deeply politically minded and well-versed in their shit, not just emotional, like, I like this guy, so I vote for him. Like, you know the, you know the phrases, you know all the branches of government and shit. I would love to, for somebody to show me on paper how you legislate out the corruption and misbehaving that goes on in these spaces. I, I'd like to know how you write on a piece of paper, don't take bribes. And then people just don't take the bribes anymore. Because what they do is they rename the bribes as campaign donations. <laughs> like, it, there's always going to be something. You can't write anything down that's going to stop people from being jerks in the core of their spirit and being uh, engineering scarcity into the human experience where scarcity doesn't even have to exist. That's just what they're going to do to squeeze every last down. Like, oh, well, we should be socialist then. Okay, let's be socialist. And then what's going to happen? The same exact thing is going to happen. No, you can't do that under socialism because socialism says, all right, buddy. Okay, I get it. I get it. Uh, it's we're just gonna, We're going to make a lot no of way. people mad, but it absolutely beautiful illustrates why it's, it's not just you. It's you and everybody you disagree with. You're all full of shit. Yeah. You're all full of shit because on one side... It's like, look, America's inherently racist. There's no way you can change it. It's just written into the code. And then you got to confront with, how the fuck did we ever get the, the, the Voting Rights Act passed? How did we ever get civil rights legislation? Why would white supremacists be so bad at preserving their white supremacist laws? Why would they ever get give in? Why didn't they just stand up in unison and say, no, bitch, we're white supremacists. You can't vote. Stop asking. <laughs> 
It's strategic. But no. See, they give you some crumbs from the table. You got to ask Tariq and Nasheed. Then, right. <laughs> and, then, and, and then they accidentally gave black people the highest standard of living anywhere in the face of the earth. More black millionaires and billionaires than have ever existed in the world. They accidentally did that in a white supremacist nation. They accidentally let the laws get passed. No, you're full of shit. But don't worry. The people that you disagree with, they're full of shit too. Because you'll hear them incessantly talk about, oh, you know, everything's so corrupt and blah, blah, blah. You know, the founding fathers, they were genius. They wrote the system in a perfect way. They wrote the perfect laws. Yeah, if it was so perfect, how the fuck did it get manipulated and corrupted? If you're saying you can just write the laws to ensure, you could just write the perfect laws so that everything goes as it should and it can't be manipulated and there's no fuckery afoot, you can absolutely make that happen, right? If you truly believe that and the founding fathers are such geniuses and they gave us this magical and fallible framework to operate within that couldn't be manipulated and couldn't be used for self-service, how the fuck do you explain the current state of things? How did we get here? How did such a perfect law get manipulated? So both sides are completely full of shit. So this is what we're doing. This is the transcending the binary episode. There's been enough things going on in, 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 in the public space that, that I think if you've been a long-time initiate, if you're ready for this knowledge, you're going to get acquainted with it just a little bit. It's very important to transcend the, initi- the, 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 the binary. And one of those steps is recognizing that it's all full of shit. It's all full of shit. When you can escape both of them and think critically, you can navigate this fucking maze that they make for you in your head. But if you're on this tribalist shit and they're milking your tribalistic instincts, they've tapped into those primal atavastic impulses that are hardwired into you, you're not you're on autopilot, dude. You're on autopilot talking this, the founding fathers were geniuses and it's the best laws ever made and you can have a perfect system and you can legislate righteousness into the fucking human soul. Yo, explain right now. Explain right now if that's true. And if you think it's hope, the situation is hopeless, fuck it, let's just give up. Let's just give give ourselves over to fucking just ridiculous, unproductive dialogue and anger and just waste away in that shit because nothing can ever change. You're living in literally the greatest economic opportunity that any human being of any color has ever lived into. Mm. Ever lived into. That's why Ethiopians, Nigerians, people from Ghana, I don't know what Ghana people are called. Ghananese? I don't know. And I don't want to missay it. Ghanaian. They're coming over here And not only are they getting rich, okay, they're outperforming on average white people in a white supremacist land, a land that's systematically racist, all the laws, all the economic policies are designed to make sure dumb fucking idiotic white people always preserve power and and wealth. That's how the game plan is designed. They're coming over here and they're pimping the system. And on average, they're out earning white people. Now, you could keep being emotionally married to your narrative. You can be tribalistically married to it and unwilling to lay it down. But you really got a high step over a lot of fucking facts to get over there. You really got to purposely ignore a lot of information to hold on to that position. You've got to be willfully ignorant of the reality. And you know what? And they come here and they don't give a fuck if your mind state ever changes. They don't give a fuck. 
They're like, all right, but you don't want to capitalize on your opportunity. I'm not going to pass mine up. So you could be angry. You could think everything is racist. You can think that you have no shot and no opportunity. I'm going to open up this store and I'm going to become a millionaire. And they're doing it. So at some point, you got to ask, like, is this ideology poison? And, and who wants to keep feeding this poison into us? Right. Who wants to do that? So everybody, again, your tribalism, your emotionalism, your willingness to be a predictable mass within the binary, it makes you the easiest motherfuckers to manage on the planet. They know. They know they can put out that country song about 9-11 and you all going to buy it. They know. <laughs> they know. Yeah, your 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 thinly veiled, uh, elusive talk about basically what counts to all of these groups that group up and they live on their compounds with their guns because they're scared of the government and they hate everybody and this is who they're talking to and they know exactly who they are the militia types and so they yep. can use this certain type of language to speak directly to them. Which is exactly what hip hop was doing for a long time. It was just less of a threat of those type of like basically hip hop was talking to each other to, I guess, a little bit here and there to empower themselves. But it wasn't, you know, I think I don't think anybody ever took the uh, the overthrowing the government talk seriously in hip hop. I don't think any, dead presidents, they were talking to a, a specific group of people who understood that. But I don't think. It wasn't until a lot later on where people started to group up openly like that on that side of things. But I don't think anybody was taking it seriously when it was happening. Unlike the motherfuckers who are out here now, that's a whole different story because they, they've already shown even the people who are just not even just total militia groups, even the people who consider themselves sovereign citizens, just that simple from a paperwork standpoint, them dudes are popping off every now and then like so j just being grouped up with something like that shows the absolute real world danger of it look so, three percenters not fucking around coalition if ever the day comes that they're absolutely bound in purpose they don't agree in ideology and they may right. never agree in ideology but if they agree to show up when the oscar grant trial gets moved over to Beverly Hills, if they agree to show up when Roger Stone gets indicted for lying to the FBI, but James Comey doesn't, when they both show up, when they say, look, this is an instance of the system violating a human, and we don't give a fuck. We've been framing it in, well, we don't give a fuck because they don't have our political affiliation, so the three percenters aren't showing up. Well, we don't give a fuck, we're not showing up because they got the wrong amount of melanin. So the not fucking around coalition doesn't give a fuck. But if ever the day come, both of you motherfuckers say, this doesn't matter, we're gonna be united in principle if we're gonna show up in a peaceful demonstration of force to let you know the revolution was won by 3% of the population and we're not fucking around, you need to do the right thing, I guarantee you a lot of this corrupt shit would not continue to go on. There wouldn't be enough power, and there's not enough police yeah. to stop no shit like that. I'm not talking about violent revolution. I'm saying you just show up like the Black Panthers did. Like, look, they didn't walk into the Capitol sh shooting anybody. They're like, look, I just want to let you know you're making laws. The police are brutalizing us. We're still being left out of huge opportunities within the country. 
Now, we just want to let you know we're armed, we're ready to protect ourselves, and we're politically astute. So we're just going to walk around with some guns. Yeah. That's all. They didn't shoot nobody. There was no rioting. Nobody got popped. But it was, it was to demonstrate, like, look, we're organized. Organizational skills cannot be undervalued. But if you're only willing to organize within your niche and you keep finding ways to limit your niche, no, 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 not just black, but black trans. Okay, not just black, but black trans, but black trans gay and also specifically, specifically from the East Coast of Africa, not West Coast Africa black. If you if you just keep going and find doing it, you're not you're not gonna have any allies. You're you're absolutely you're absolutely weeding out all of these potential allies because everybody keeps wanting to do niche fucking activism. That's why it's metaphysics over fucked. That's why it's vibrational tribalism. That's why there has to be a standard that goes beyond just this petty phenotypical shit. And stop finding excuses. Three percenters, stop finding excuses to hate these motherfuckers. Okay, you disagree on the economics, you disagree on the politics, you can do that. You agree about the political tyranny, you agree about the political corruption, so just deal with that shit for now. Deal with that shit. And if you're yeah. really serious about creating something new, it ain't just marching around with guns and talking big shit. What the fuck do you know about economics? What the fuck do you know about an administration? And, and you want to talk? Look, I love the Black Panthers. They did a lot of good shit. I like all of the self-funded socialism, free education, free breakfast. I love all that shit. Free schooling. We should have more of that. We should have a lot of these big rappers putting up money for help charter schools. Do that. If, if Dr. Umar was really serious about his shit, one of these billionaire fucking rappers could have been made at school. You don't need to go around getting donations. If you're really serious about the work, fucking do the work. It can be done. The finances are available. There's people talking big shit like they want to be able to do it. Cool. It could be done. And, and support it. Support it. If you believe in that shit, look, you telling me all the dumb shit we buy, you can't put 5% of your paycheck towards something like that? If you had 3 million people doing that shit, not even every paycheck. Just maybe five paychecks out a year. I'm going to give 5% over to the shit. Schools are ran. Independent schools are ran. All this visionary shit that you're talking about doing, but they have some dumb economic plans. They yeah. had a lot of good shit that they did, but they're talking about, yeah, we're going to emulate Russia. Have you been to Russia? But all they wanted to do is in the wilderness of unidentity. Well, America's capitalist, so fuck America. America's racist. I guess we got to be communists. Because China and Russia are such fucking good ideas. Not. And if you're just addicted to the tribalism, you're going to conclude that. But if you transcend the binary, yeah, you could have the Black Panther uh, free school, free breakfast, and all that education. You could have that and free market fucking capitalism selling Black Panther t-shirts for $40 a pop. You could do both. You could mm. do both. I would love to see these guys show up for each other. I think that would be one of the scariest and most powerful shows, like just displays that that anybody's ever seen, dude. I think that would shake up a lot of shit, and I think it would probably create more issues from the outside. I feel like we'd start seeing the media and shit press against it even more. 
to even work a little bit harder to try to sow division and shit like that. Because it's already pretty clear that they're just laying out layer after layer of social distortion. Just all these different things that we can all latch on to to go this way or that way. And they know we're going to, you know, piss each other off about it. They've already proved what the Facebook algorithm does. It's going to reward certain behaviors and, and kind of suppress other conversations. So if we know all that, then we know that people agreeing is fundamentally what they are, the, the, the big they are afraid of. The people who decide to feed us all of this disinformation about shit and, and show us how much conflict there is in the world. Like, I don't know how many places people are going in the world and, and how often you're confronting people about vaxxed and non-vaxxed or fucking hetero versus trans shit like just out in the real world other than at rallies and, and online on twitter like where where's this stuff taking place at where's all this conflict just in the real world it's not happening as much as people would lead you to believe but it's a lot of angry people looking at uh either imaginary scenarios hypothetic scenarios or somebody blowing shit out of proportion and they just agree to be upset about it and make threats and call each other names and yeah. that's what's creating it all and all of the yeah. algorithms reward it. Every social media site you go on, you can see the numbers are the same when you look at something that's, you know, objectively positive or something forward thinking. The person who comes into that group, even if it's something good, the person who comes in there and says, this shit is stupid, gets gets the most replies. <laughs> like, that's all you got to do to take over the whole conversation. Look, you, you, flame you, it you up. Know, you know what the game plan is? They... They don't give a fuck if this conflict is going on in real life. They want to make sure that these space age, incredible fucking damn near magical um, resources that we have available, that they're never used wisely. They never want the internet and social media to be allowed to organize human beings in a productive way. It must never happen. That's what all this shit is designed to do. It's to poison the well beyond repair so that you never have any meaningful interaction and organizing going online with these resources. And they didn't have to just cut people off and said, you're not allowed to do it. They just had to rile people up enough so that they would be perpetually distracted and in a, an emotional rage nonstop that they would never think about how powerful it would be, like you said, like how powerful of a statement that would be so that they self-segregate. They don't have to say, you're, you're not allowed to organize. They poisoned you motherfuckers against each other to such a degree that it's not even crossing your mind that that's a maneuver. They, they took away like half the chessboard for you. I'm like, oh, no, 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 just make a move over here. These are all the moves that are available. There's half the fucking chessboard that you're not using. And I really don't see, I mean, other than what most people don't want to openly admit, I think uh, I don't really see what the real rift is. If these people don't trust higher levels of the government and they know about, they, you know, they kind of give a, a credence to conspiracy theories a little bit more than the average person would. So, you know, the psyops and all, they know about all of this shit. So why wouldn't they attribute any of that fuckery to what the you know the generational uh just impact it could have on an entire group of people and change the way that they function in the world the way they express themselves in the world like why don't they why wouldn't they make that connection 
with each other. And on the other side, why wouldn't you think that these people have also been brainwashed by the government to think that they're superior and all of this shit? Why why wouldn't you attribute it to that instead of attaching it directly to the people saying that this is their character, this is their genetic disposition? Why would you believe that if you don't trust the sources? And like I don't I don't see it seems like it would be simpler for them to just high five in the middle somewhere and be like, let's get rid of those people and then we can figure out what's going on with us. Because you both have the same gripe with the same institution. So what reason would there be for you to be separated on that level? It, it, it doesn't make any sense at all. It really is it's confusing, but you know, but it's clear though. It's confusing, but it's still clear. I get it. It's so cemented in our experience. You know, it's just a, a very easy thing to to latch on to. You can just put race in the middle of it, and then you get to do the tribalism thing. You get to point your finger at everybody else's bad behavior while you protect your criminals from judgment. That's just, you know, yep. that's just a thing that humans do really well. This should, it's a horrible fucking way to organize, but that seems to be the first place we go all the time. Let's just go with the people who got the same nose as us, the same jawline. Let's just start there. The rest of the politics and ideologies, we'll worry about that shit later. Whether you're good or bad, I don't know, but you, you, you look like me, so let's just group up. Sooner yeah. or later, you're going to have to, I mean, you know you're going to have to evolve past that, right? We're going to have to recognize it's not the best set of rules to organize on, and you need to dig a little bit deeper. But, hey, who am I to tell anybody how to fucking build their compound? A hit dog hollers. And I know that's going to offend some people because I am quoting uh, the closeted homosexual shill, Andrew Gillum, the failed governor of Florida. But he said something that I, I never heard that saying before. I guess it's an old country saying. And it, it makes sense. A hit dog hollers. And yeah. now think about this. Um, let's say you were listening to assassination in your van over and over again. And instead of driving through the fucking parade and running over a bunch of powerless men, women, and children that can't do shit, who aren't getting rich at, on your misery, who aren't making decisions that's making your life more difficult while it's making their life easier. But if that's where all your anger is going, right, they might yeah. say, we don't even think you were a terrorist. They're going to protect you as far as your public image. But what if you drove that same van into fucking Capitol Hill? Not saying you should do that, just to be clear, because I want to avoid lawsuits. But these motherfuckers just walked in. A lot of these motherfuckers walked in. Some of them were violent assholes, yes. But like the QAnon shaman that got arrested, who got sentenced to like four years, this motherfucker literally didn't do one violent thing. It's all on camera. He just walked <laughs> around in a fucking psilocybin fucking haze and yeah. was just goofy as fuck. But, but he made himself the logo. He made himself right. the mascot, so so you're the guy that They gets made an it. example out of him. But yeah. look how they reacted. Because a motherfucker, okay, walked in and stood at the fucking podium, even though he didn't raise a hand, he didn't have a gun, he didn't drive a van through nobody, he didn't yoke up one fucking congressional member, 
They fucking plastered his name all over the news. They called him an insurrectionist. This is the worst shit since 9-11. A hit dog hollers. Look how fucking shook they were from that shit. They put fencing all around the fucking Capitol. Barbed wire fencing. They took the fucking National Guard and made them fucking sleep in parking garages because they were that scared. Please save me. I'm a bitch. The people are mad. We need the fucking military. They brought in the fucking military like DC was a war zone because some people walked around taking selfies like fucking dummies. That yeah. made them fucking terrified. Well, there, was, there was some serious aggression. I got to say, I saw that nice little uh, documentary that they put together about it. And some of those motherfuckers was frothing at the mouth. I didn't even go front. They was bloodthirsty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but oh, see, yeah. also, you got to you gotta look at this in context. Because I know there's anybody who's non-white is going to say if they were black, they would have bought, you know, Gatlin guns out and killed everybody on the front lawn. If they were black, they would have been the largest mass murder event in the history of the country. And I, I get that. I get why you would feel that. But what I'm saying is, in the context of what was happening, they got some good footage of people outside sweating and huffing and puffing and red all in the head. Like, sure. we can We can take that place. We can take it. Did you see that cut where the guy goes... We can take this place. And the guy next to him goes, and then Bad. what? He right. said, heads on pikes. <laughs> heads on pikes. He just started chanting, heads on pikes. Now, I think it would be intellectually dishonest to take him seriously in that moment. I think you got to be disingenuous to think that he was really intending to Literally, go in there right. and cut people's heads off and put them on pikes. I think this shows the complex that these people have, the Rambo complex, the Rocky complex, the last man standing hero complex. Like, this is what, you know, Braveheart, this is what they think, this is how they see themselves in their heads. So when they're in this situation, they're saying what they think the character would say at this moment in the film. Oh, yeah. I don't believe he was going to cut nobody's heads off and put them on pikes. And that's not me making excuses for white supremacy or like, that's not what this is. I just don't believe them. I don't believe that that's what he intended to do. He was talking shit. But they did show up in droves with, with merch that they made for the insurrection. They did bust some windows. They kicked in some doors. <laughs> and sure. some of them motherfuckers had zip ties and shit. I don't know what the fuck was going on. But if, if you really wanted to absolutely bottom line villainize it and make it look like they came there to rape and murder politicians, you could. With the right footage clips, and the right items that some of these jackasses was carrying, and I'm sure some of them had criminal records and shit. You could yep. do it. I don't think it would be, I don't think it would be an honest assessment of the situation, but you could definitely do it for sure. But 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 this is the point that I'm trying to make is that in that situation, yes, there was people that that were like that, right? But you're talking about an event where literally not a single person was killed by that mob. And they've painted it as the worst thing since 9-11. The only people that were killed were some of the rioters. And the officer that they tried to say was killed by a rioter, his family has repeatedly said not as bullshit, he died of a stroke. Had nothing to do. They said he was hit in the head. That was disproven. But they doctored the information because they wanted to have blood from this crowd, and they didn't get it. Now, juxtapose that. 
with this dude that drives through, injures 40, kills five, and they won't even say not only if he's black, if he's a man or a woman, or that if it's terrorism. Even though all of his social media shit, everybody that looked into it for more than five minutes found all this shit that would clearly lead you to believe, oh, absolutely. It was absolutely politically motivated. They tried to say he was fleeing from the scene of a crime. That's what I mean about the hit dog hollers. Like, that shit didn't do anything. So they didn't need to demonize this dude. They didn't need to make him a martyr. If anything, so that they can keep their narrative going so they can attack what they're really afraid of, patriotic people wanting to get the corrupt element out of the government. Because they want to keep going after them and framing them as white supremacists, they have to make this as quiet as possible. That lets you know that in your anger, driving through with a van, killing innocent people, you didn't do shit to hurt the powerful people. In fact, the powerful people were like, thank you, we can use this for our narrative. And, and the way that we're going to use it for our narrative is we're going to obscure and obfuscate the facts as much as possible so that we don't undermine the narrative that we're trying to carry on. But when you showed up at the Capitol, even though nobody got killed, you killed five people and injured 40 people in a fucking parade, and the power structure didn't flinch even a little bit. You frothed at the mouth, broke some windows, and strolled through the Capitol, and they were all shook. AOC talking about they were trying to rape me. <laughs> Bitch, stop it. <laughs> stop it. So so that's what I'm saying. Well, they but were misogynists and it was toxic masculinity. So look, man, usually they, those people have uh, they have violence and sex crossed in their brains. So whenever they get angry, they get boners. There you go. That man may be. <laughs> but but in this instance, in this instance, none of the people that they were supposedly after with zip ties and fucking heads on pikes, nobody got harmed. And they're not putting up barbed warrior fences and sending out the National Guard to any parades moving forward. You didn't hurt nobody by doing that. You ruined your life because you made a bad choice, and you also ruined the lives of the people that you killed. But you didn't move us forward at all. You didn't put a dent in white supremacy. You didn't make the power structure afraid, not even a little bit. And you didn't do anything to help humanity heal from any of its trauma. Your trauma or the trauma of the other people who don't understand where you're coming from, and you create a new trauma with the people that you victimize. It's a net loss for everybody. It's a net yeah. loss for everybody. So you'd have been better off popping in that dead prez, listening to some assassination, go get with your boy with the Camp Auschwitz t-shirt, get up on Capitol Hill and get into some real shit. You'd have been better off. You'd have put more of a dent in the system doing that. But um, we've got we've got the mm. profit. The false face prophet, the medicine man, the shaman. What? He, he listen. He's ready. He's ready. I don't know if he's got any plans for certain swaths of the planet, listen. far, far east. But he said he is locked and loaded. A longtime beloved member of this operation who hasn't been on in so very long. I can't contain myself. He's gonna drop knowledge about dreadlocks. I'm ready. I just hope he's had a couple of drinks. I hope he's had more than a couple. <laughs> I, I hope he is legit sloshed and we get <laughs> some more shit that we got to put in the vault and can't let out until we got escape pod money. How do, how do we add him in here? Okay, Go. it should be... Let's see. Let's get this cracking. There's a plus sign somewhere. If you look at the... Uh, 
Oh yeah, right up at the top with it right next to the avatar. There should be a add person key there. All right. Did we do it? Yeah, I'm calling him now. Oh, well done. Yeah, I'm dumb. It's all <laughs> esoteric and confusing. Listen, listen. We 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 up about four hundred percent this year because of race traders. Ooh. So we ain't mad at all. Listen, my sandbox is tripled. My only regret is I didn't buy more. Yeah, that that's always a that's always a good feeling, you know. Oh, here we go. Oh, I think we in the game. It's official. Looking sharp there, brother. Looking sharp. Can he hear us? Has he got good know. audio? I don't know. All I'm hearing is I'm hearing like a little bit of feedback, like. All right. Well, he is definitely on the call. I see him linked in. We just got to get his. Uh, he's got to get his audio right. Um, but until then, I do have uh, some uh, a segment of the show that that is officially sponsored by Race Traders. Do whatever you need to do to shift your financial future into high gear. The title of this segment is not financial advice. Nope. That's the title of this segment. So since this is not financial advice, I just want to put everybody on to this concept, this thing that if you're into crypto deep enough, you probably already know about it. It's called staking and staking and liquidity pools and all that kind of thing. So if you know what that is, just think about uh, the crow coin. So the crow coin is popping off right now. Crypto.com is looking good in these streets they just bought the naming rights to the Staples Center. They paid $750 for a 20-year uh, deal to get their name put on the Staples Center, what used to be the Staples Center. Now it's the Crypto.com Arena. So they're getting a lot more visibility. Their coin is, is going through the roof right now. They also have a DeFi wallet where you can do your trading to find stuff like Spore and Nephi when it's really early, those two or three decimal point coins that could eventually get you rich if you pick the right ones. So they have their own DeFi wallet. They, they have a new coin that they just put on crypto.com called VVS. And this VVS Finance has a really dope staking pool uh, and you can mine also, farms and mines they call them, but a really dope staking pool with the crow coin and the vvs coin the vvs coin still has three decimal points right and they're partnered with crow coin with uh, crypto.com so i'm just feeling like it's still a low cap opportunity right now i think there's going to be a lot of room to grow of course this is not financial advice but if you're looking to multiply your crow and get in early on something that has three decimal points that could end up being up where other exchanges are in the next couple years it could be like an avax which is over a hundred dollars so buying it right now could be super smart at the very least you can farm some crow and uh put it get into a liquidity pool i found it i think it's super fresh and i got the uh the crypto.com DeFi wallet last night so i could dig in uh, again this is uh, not financial advice sponsored by race traders helping you shift your financial future into high gear so do with that information what you will yeah, I should have I should have bought more. I only staked 400 bucks. I feel like I should have got the the other upgrade. I definitely wasn't going to do 40 grand. 
but they got different tiers for your card. Yeah. And yeah. one was like staking 400, one was staking 4,000. And I was debating between the 400 and 4,000. I was like, uh, but I got a feeling I'm going to feel just like Sandbox. I'd be like, yeah. fucking dummy. You should have just <laughs> well, done 4,000. At least you got in. Pussy. At yeah. least you got in. Yeah. And I got in pretty decent on Sandbox. I could have got in a lot earlier, but I wasn't. <sighs> You know, I wasn't trusting myself the way I should. I found it. I put eyes on it at 79 cents, even posted about it on Facebook. It's just, you know, just talking. And then the next day, Facebook's, you know, changed their name. Like I said, shit skyrocketed. And it hasn't been back down since. It shows no signs of slowing down. And I also said, I'm pretty sure I said on the show that it was going to outpace Decentraland. You know, Decentraland got most of the attention first. Everybody was talking about it. But when I looked at the games... And what the actual world looks like, I was like, nah, I think I'm going to go long on Sandbox. I got both, but I'm longer on Sandbox. You know what I'm saying? And it's clearly outpaced them. I mean, there's still a lot of time and a lot of room. Anything could happen. But, I mean, what is it? Let me see here. What a Sandbox yeah, is. Right now, it says $7.39. Right. And, and when we talked about this, the, it was a buck. And it keeps plateauing. Usually, there'll be a cool-off period. And, and there's some things where traditional investing, like with stocks, it'll apply like market cap and you'll have a cool off period. But it's not like it's not like with stocks, because typically I would think something like this, like, OK, it's done. No, all week it's ran up, it's plateaued and then it's run up again, plateaued and ran up again. Yeah, Like it's overdue for a cool off period and it's not cooling off. And I'm so pissed I didn't get in earlier. But I still got in at a good price. Yeah, yeah. And and also we have we gotta be real about this. This could realistically be in double digits in no time. You know what I'm saying? I mean firm double digits, twenty, oh, thirty five bucks. Halfway something. There, yeah. Yeah, and no time. So I think uh we, we were super early. Of course, we could have caught it way back when it was way low. That would have been real nice. But there's still opportunities. Like I said, Gala Games. I've been talking about that one like crazy. Uh, Gala Games is only 57 cents right now, but it's up 150% in the last week. You know what I'm saying? It was hovering yeah. around 30, took off 57, 60 cents. So, and that's another one that could realistically be at seven or eight dollars in the next few weeks. So it's like I'm just doubling down. <laughs> I'm just doubling down because I see it coming. And uh, I got a little bit of that VVS coin too yesterday on. Um, on crypto.com, I got 137,000 of them. Nice. Yeah, 137,000. But it's not what, like I said, three decimal points. It's not a big bet that I made on it. But it, I got time. And if they're doing what they say they're doing, um, yeah, this, this, that, that could turn out to be a very good investment. Uh, one with real utility, not like, you know, rolling the dice on Sheeb. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm about to pull the cord. I'm about to cut the cord on Sheeb. I don't know how much uh, farther I want to put my energy into it and watching it. I'm up a little bit, so I think I'm just going to cut it off and put my profit from there into something with more utility, like double down on Gala Games or get more Crow or something like that. I'm just, uh, I think I'm done playing around with Sheba. That, that makes sense. I mean, I don't know. For what I, I got in on Sheba, I, I don't give a fuck if I lose it all. Um, if it gets to a dollar, I have tens of millions of dollars. So oh, yeah. I'm just I'm just I'm just gonna let it sit there. I don't give a fuck what it does. Eventually, it'll get to a buck. 
Mm. Yeah, I mean, if they burn enough tokens and they handle their business properly, they can definitely shave off a few zeros. A dollar's going to be tough because uh, every time it gets to any significant uh, landmark, it's going to be a big sell-off. So, and if they do burns with the sell-offs, like every time you sell some, it burns a percentage. They just got to change the tokenomics. If they change the tokenomics, they could. I think they could do something serious here. But it's just way too many coins in circulation, and people are playing with them. And I think still eighty percent of it is is owned by like two wallets. So that's uh, you know, when those motherfuckers sell, it's game over for everybody. Yeah, but I, I'm gonna ride up with them, as far as they'll take me. As far as they'll take me. Who knows? I don't blame you. There may, there may be wells that get in after that. And even after they sell, if they keep burning it, all it needs, look, man, all I need is one meme. All I need is one meme. There's yeah. Dogecoin millionaires. That shit was around for years and literally worth dog shit for fucking years. Yeah. One turn of events on the internet made people become millionaires from that shit. So, yeah. you know what? I, I'll hold it. If you already got profits on it, um, I wouldn't say that you're you're unwise to take them and put them in something more. Um, I definitely think as far as value, uh, Sandbox is undeniably more valuable. But, you know, look, man, there's nothing. Uh, I bought some dip, uh, the dip on resin. I bought the dip on NNDM. Um, n- nothing, on, on, nothing on the stocks. I bought the dip in Clove. It's nothing like fucking 98 million percent on the year. So I'm you've you've changed my life. I'm all in on this crypto shit. That's how I'm going. I'm looking for value on the crypto. I'm not selling off my stock portfolio, but new liquidity, new new capital is, is going in the crypto game. That's yeah, where it's going. Yeah. It's going in the metaverse. I just yeah. need a couple million and then, you know, I need to get yeah. out. I need that escape pod. I'm I'm holding out for a meme for for a meme coin too. I think that's a that's a legitimate part to play in this simulation is to just just hold out to try to get rich off at least one meme coin. I'd never swear them off. I'm not I'm also not going to be the guy that puts you know 15 grand in cat girl oh, or some no. shit like that. Like I'm right. not doing that. But if I can find one where I pay a couple hundred bucks and I get a few hundred million tokens or something like that, I'll do it. That's not that's not too much to put in and, and possibly lose for the for the level of upside there is. So I'm still down for meme coin rich. I'll I'll do that. No problem. No, my my girl just spent three hundred fucking dollars at Olive Garden. Kids are using Oh, see, yeah, that could have been on that could have right. been on Crow. Could have been like, Crow I'm coins going, right there. I, I'm going. I'm, I'm going with my mom and my sister and her boyfriend. We're going out for dinner. We're gonna go to dinner in Olive Garden. Bitch, Olive Garden is like ten dollars a plate. How the fuck did we get up to three hundred dollars? But wow. I love her and it's absolutely fine. And I'm happy to pay for it. Because she's mm. sexy and she washes my drawers. So who gives a fuck? It's 300 bucks. But what I'm saying is... If she's, threatening, if she's threatening you right now, say pumpernickel. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she, I threw that bitch out way early in the episode. She came in here fucking wilding out right from, right from jump. Early. That's unprecedented. Early in the game. Yeah. You, usually she waits till she knows I'm having fun. It's like, oh, fuck it. There's man fun going on. It must be undermined. You have to be miserable like I'm miserable. She's on her, um, what's it called? Pussy pudding. They're just (laughs) bleeding like wounded animals for a couple days. We call that shark week around here. Yeah, she's emotional. Shark week, this pussy pudding. (laughs) It It doesn't stop my plans. 
So, you know, definitely fucked up some sheets yesterday. It is what it is. It had to be done. And what the things as a younger man where you're like, oh, that's fucking gross. That's fucking gross. As an adult, it's like, I'm just, I'm just gross. I'm just gross. Like, I was even thinking about doing other stuff, so I looked online. I'm like, is there any health benefits to ingesting menstrual blood? <laughs> Yeah. And and I actually read on there. I actually I actually read on there that there is and is good for plants, is what I heard. Menstrual blood is filled with all of these like powerful proteins and nutrients that are great for fucking plants. So I'm not just I'm not just throwing the compost in there anymore. I'm like, yo, let me get them napkins. I'm gonna go squeeze some of this fucking red uh, gold all right. over the plants. Red coffee gold. grounds and menstrual blood. Red gold. I feel like there's a there's a book to be written in there somewhere. <laughs> a book to be written and sold exclusively to women. Is that legal? Can you can you write a book that only women are allowed to buy? <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't see why not, especially yeah, in this culture. Yeah, yeah, red gold. That. That, that's a red that's gold. a good book. That's a good book right there. So but, so we got our good brother on here. I think I can hear him now. What's what's cracking? I thought I just heard him talking. Oh, you did. You did. So what's what's happening? I'm I'm here for some knowledge. I'm here to to learn how the wicked ones are going to suffer and and what method should we be doling out to them to teach them the lesson that they need to learn. He's muted. Mm, He's he's toying with us. You know what it is? He's being grandiose. He hasn't been here for so long that he really wants to make, he wants the moment to be climactic. (laughs) Right. right, he wants he wants the build up to be there. Get some intro music. We gotta have some intro music and a, and a full segment to bring him into the show properly because everybody knows it's gonna be some real shit happening. Yeah, look, my my pussy bleeding wife spent three hundred dollars on Olive Garden. That that Olive Garden meal could make you a millionaire. That's why that's why you have to play the crypto game. Yeah, it's Don't very you, true. Yep, you're gonna blow it on some dumb shit anyway. Fuck the PlayStation 5. You don't need the PlayStation 5. The PlayStation 2 was the high watermark for PlayStation. That's as good as it gets. Everything after that is just eh, some fancier lighting effects. But the core shit, nothing has changed. You're basically playing the same games over and over and over. Just sit out one generation. Instead of buying the PS5, dump that on a fucking meme coin. And just let it go. Let it go. And in five years, you might have enough to buy 30% of Sony. Not just a fucking, yeah. not a fucking just one gaming station. And see, that's a, that's that's a, all that's a real thing, too, is because the uh, prolonging your gratification, delaying your gratification, right? Like you said, for one generation, <laughs> it's for one generation, don't fuck off. Don't buy a bunch of goofy shit. Take one for the team. And yeah, get into some low cap crypto. That if you just, oh, speaking of getting into crypto and forgetting about it. So our brother Joe the Barbarian hit me yesterday. And while we were talking about crypto and and all kinds of things, you know, I I go into that conversation immediately. So he's like, where are you buying the crypto at? I told him crypto.com. We're not sponsored by them, but we should be. I told him crypto.com. And he's like, next month. Yeah, yeah, seriously, just just invoice him. So he, uh, I send him my link. Of course, that's how we do in the village. Whenever you got a link, something you can be empowered from, all I got to do is sign up for it, give it a look-see, you get paid, let's do that. Let's make sure we all get what we got covered to us. 
So uh, I sent him my link, and he's trying to log in, and he couldn't log in. He's like, it's telling him his phone number is invalid, all this shit. So he's pissed. And he goes and checks his email, and it says uh, you, that this number is already in, in use because you have an account already. So he discovers his old account that he opened over a year ago and, and totally forgot about it. And he opens his account, and he's got $400 worth of crow coin just sitting there chilling. Lovely. Because they gave him what was a $50 sign-up bonus yep. back then. And since Crow's taken off right now, that $50 sign-up bonus has turned into $400 worth of coins. $300-something worth of coins at the time. So, yeah, he just discovered $300 and some change because we happened to be having a conversation about crypto, and I prompted him to go check out Crypto.com. It's worth blowing off one generation of video games. It's worth one fucking ridiculously expensive dinner at Olive Garden. It's worth it. Put it in the game. I can tell you just from the free stocks, um, when I opened up my Webull account, I got $500 in there right now for the one that I opened for free, and I've literally not put any money in there. Nothing. Just off what I got from uh, free stock referrals, one of them's up over 1,200% oh on the year. Oh, my God. And I got the shit for free. For free. See? So, and I guarantee you if, you, if you sit out one fucking video game generation, if you sit out the PS5 generation, and you check back on when PS6 rolls around, not only are you going to be less interested and less excited about the PS6, you're going to be able to buy as many of them as you fucking want. Give give that capital a fucking breather and invest your energy into this or just just stop complaining. Stop complaining you don't have shit. If you're not willing to do anything, even the smallest thing, to try to change the situation, then, you know, I don't want to hear it. And and what what I found too as I gotten older, People that are broke, they're they're just always broke. They're just totally in this mind state of being broke. They're never thinking about anything else except being broke. And that's not to say that I'm fucking rich, because I'm not. But just in, like, like, I know people who, like, I helped get into real estate. Like, and they bought, you know, a condo for, like, 40 grand that they could sell right now for 150. I'm like, dude, you could make $100,000. Yeah, but then where am I going to go? Get an apartment. You know what $100,000 in capital will get for you? Right. Nah, I don't want to do that. I'm comfortable where I'm at. Can I borrow 300 bucks? I'm short on my carpet. Get the fuck away. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have a way. You're just, you have no economic motivation to figure anything out or to want to do anything. And it is really just in your thinking. Because a person who's in the right frame of thinking, you're not stopping finding opportunities. You can't help but to find opportunities. Yeah. Other, but other people, your mind state is going to be you're finding an excuse not to jump on opportunities. Yeah. And, and, and in my experience as an adult, that seems to be the distinguishing factor between people I know that always need me to pay the bill when we go out to lunch and who never let me pay the bill when we go out to lunch. That seems to be the distinguishing factor. Am I wow. open and am I looking to opportunities or am I just making excuses why it's too hard? It's esoteric. I don't want to learn about it. I couldn't be bothered. Sounds too difficult. It's it's a mind state. It's a mind state that is is gonna lead us to wherever we wherever we calibrate it. 
And we got to be really careful about how we're calibrating our thinking because uh, the people that I know that are in that mind state where there's always an excuse why they don't want to capitalize on opportunity, you know, it, it hurts them in the long run, man. It, it makes yeah. their experience here a lot more stressful. They're not happy. And it's not even about being rich. It's not about being a fucking piece of shit douchebag with the top down and the cell, cell, cell phone and the sunglasses. It ain't about that. The fucking sweater tied around your neck. It's not that. It's not that you got to be douchey. Is that you got to be extravagant, that you got to be flashy. No, it's not about that. It's about like, dude, don't you just want to just not be stressed to have a to have some sort of game plan, like to the extent that you can be successful. And I feel like in hip hop, especially like we really we really got this shit wired into our head. Like it's a, it's just a badge of honor. It's a mark of righteousness. You know, yeah. like, fuck it. I'm not with all that shit. And yeah. As adult men, man, we got to throw that shit in the garbage, dude. The consequences are clear. And I have to say, too, like every that I, I, I wouldn't have completely understood that up until a couple of years ago, because I've always felt from the outside looking in, you feel confused about financial shit and you assume that you're not going to understand it. And then to a deeper degree, you assume that it's not even for you to understand. You know what I'm saying? But once I started to really look at this shit, it started with the stocks and then into crypto. Once I started to get to where you're magnetized to finding the information out, because at first it's it's kind of grueling. You're like, yeah. all of this shit don't make no sense. What's the difference between this coin and that coin? The lingo bothers you. What the fuck is ETH? Like none none of it makes any sense. But if you break through that and you start you start to like nurse this little bit of an obsession, it's like a spark becoming a bigger flame and you want to find it. You get thirsty to find new shit that other people aren't even talking about yet. You scrolling down and like that's how I find that VVS the other night, just scrolling in the app down to the bottom where none of that shit really nobody goes all the way down there. They show the top. 10, 20 coins, and then that's it. I'm all the way down at the bottom looking for shit. And once you start doing that, like you said, opportunities materialize. They present themselves. You start to cultivate this financial like awareness to where you can see the benefit of something before it actually takes off. And then you're not chasing profits with the, uh, the fear of missing out, they call it, FOMO, yeah. where... People have been holding patiently for weeks and weeks and months sometimes. And then when it finally starts to run, uh, the people who had the opportunity to buy it earlier, they didn't buy it. And But not until it doubled or tripled in price. Like, now I trust it. Now I'll buy something. It's like, why, why are you buying at the top, pal? But they also, that's the liquidity that you need for the people who've been holding to yep. get out. That's their exit strategy is the people who don't do enough research and buy at the top. So it's all part of the game. It's the, it's the other side of the coin. So it is what it is, but it's just like you have to experience that to, to create the index point for it so you can sidestep it the next time you're presented with that. I miss and it's not douchey. No, no, it's not. You do, it, it's, it's not a game. douchey. It's, it's a, a game. principle. It's a principle. You're being rewarded for your patience yeah. and they're being penalized for their lack of vision and their impatience. Right. That's, that, that's all it is. And there's yep. and the dollar amount that's assigned to it is whatever the green is on your account versus whatever the red is on theirs. Facts. You know, because like, they bought in late. And so, you know, the, the, there's, an, a, there's a value ascribed to that. And eventually, if they stay on it, because look, 
it's okay to, to have those L's. You know, I'm very open about the fact when I started trading my first year, I lost 14 grand. I lost, mm. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I didn't know why I was buying what I was buying. I was just typing in words and to see, oh, that's a ticker. Fuck it. Let me try it. That sounds cool. <laughs> Literally, this is, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm like, I just know that a couple of the companies that I got, um, uh, um, what's it called? Uh, shares from the company. I saw how much they went up and I'm like, fuck. The concept of making money just from having money, I, I, it just, it, it never, I thought you had to have millions of dollars for that to be a thing. Like the idea that I could do it was just, you know, so those red, that's, that's, that's the price of admission. Hey, that's, that's the foolishness of you not doing your research. That's the foolishness of you being motivated emotionally by FOMO and chasing the stock instead of being disciplined and being prepared to find a good deal and then stick with it through the highs and lows till it gets where you know it's going to go. Yeah. You know, that's that's the price of admission and you take those lumps. So even that person, the person that they 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 get fueled by the FOMO, they get the red, you would say, "Oh, that's fucked up because now you got the wake of that run and you took their profits and now they they took an L." Yep, but you know what? That person's more open for opportunities and they're going to go further than the person who's saying, you know what, I can't even be bothered by trying. Yeah. Because yeah. that lesson for them, it piqued their economic interest. It's something that they have under their belt for experience. It's a lesson learned, but they're going to keep looking for opportunities. And 99% of this shit is just being open for it. And if you cut yourself off from even looking for it, you're, you're, you are charting your destiny. You're absolutely charting that destiny by the quality of your thoughts. So there's definitely something to be said for all the shit that we're kicking about um, being conscious of your thought life and what yeah. you're doing with it and how you perceive things. And people can call it woo-woo. Oh, bitch, you got a vision board. This is the secret. And it's all this other bullshit. No. It's that I'm, I'm giving it to you in scientific terms of just trial and error. And I'll give it to you in the form of statistics. Like, fuck it. You want to call it gambling? I'll even go by your logic. Fuck it, it's the lotto. And you know how they advertise the lotto? You can't win if you don't play. Right. <laughs> right. I got all that shit. I got a vision board. I got a number written on it right now. That's uh, the cost of my mortgage for a year. And that's the first number I'm cashing out. Everything else stays in the blockchain. Mm -hmm. Only, You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel about it. I did give myself a cash goal. I'm going to do that, take care of that, so that'll loosen up the strings around. But everything else stays in the blockchain, and I'm going to keep the dice rolling. Because uh, it's, And then also be careful about locking in your losses, too, because uh, even like you said, even the guy who's who takes the loss and stays in the game has a better chance than the person who's not playing. Whether that means he regroups and makes different decisions next time, or if he just holds until the shit comes back. Because that's a possibility, too. I bought Sheeb first back in May, which was like a hype time for it, right? It was it was close to at the top. And then after I bought it, a month, you know, month or so after I bought it, it crashed down to half my half my investment, what it was. And then it mm -hmm. stayed there for months. And I heard about it going to be added to Coinbase. So while it was low, I bought more. It got added to Coinbase, and that pushed me since then. I've been hovering around double the profit. You know what I'm saying? If I had sold it, I would have locked in the loss back then and screwed myself out of the opportunity to to double the profit that I put in, double the money I put in. So Dude. sometimes it's just about the patience. Yep. It is out of the hundreds and hundreds of trades that I've made, 
only two, and I've done the math on them. I've went back and looked at it and charted it because especially when you first start, you get really bitter and you'll do that. You'll be like, yeah. bitch. Like I did that with Novavax when I bought it for seven and sold it 12. And I watched that bitch get all the way up to 300. Mm. And I kept punishing myself by keeping it on my watch list. And every day I was like, fuck my life. I lost 60 grand because I'm a stupid piece of shit. And I sold too early. And I didn't hold it like I knew I should have held it or should have held it. But in only two instances would I have been better off not selling at all, where it actually just tanked and went down to nothing. One was IDDR. And I bought it at like, I bought like 20,000 shares for three cents a share. It's fucking nothing, like 700 bucks. That shit got, it was worthless. I don't even know. I feel like somebody should have sued the company. Like some of the officers of the company <laughs> owe me like 200 bucks or something. Usually you'll get, and you'll get those in the mail. Like you want to be a part of this class action lawsuit. We see that you show, bought or sold this within this time period. Because the SEC holds them accountable. Like, yo, you fucked up. You didn't report something correctly. Okay, the company's going bankrupt. You owe the shareholders something. Um, and there's only two instances out of everything that I charted where I never would have got my money back. Never. But I hope two that out of Castor Maritime. Those motherfuckers. <laughs> they never it never came back. Bro, it they, was a they, short they, squeeze it, candidate for a while. It was, but they did like a reverse split. And oh, then, yeah, that's uh, when you fucked. It, Oh, dude, they screwed us completely over. And it's like, it's a magical company because no matter what they do, the price don't move. They're like, we bought 17 boats this quarter. Yeah, They're like, so what? I don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, nobody cares about nothing they do. We had an earnings report and we made 20% more money than we projected. So what? Shut up. They just, no, nothing moves the stock, bro. But I'm not selling, because I, I am kind of spiteful right now. Like, I don't give a shit. I'm keeping it, and eventually it's going to turn green, and you're going to give me something. I don't, I don't care if it's $5. You're giving me something. Bitch, as long as you still got a boat, there's a chance you're going to bring me back my money. <laughs> something. And, and you start to think, like, this has got to make sense. Like, the only other one was on dust. And I was just convinced. I'm like, oh, this shit, when the market seems to go down, this one seems to go up crazily. So we're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm sure it's going to fucking go down. So I held this bitch and I held this bitch. I lost two grand on it. And then finally it did a reverse split. I'm like, oh, fuck it. I got to get out. Because the reverse split is like, it's never going to be worth four times what it is right now. Right. And that's what I need to break even. So fuck this reverse split. Right. And then I started doing more uh, knowledge on it. And it was like, because it was even paying me dividends because I held it for more than 30 days. And what I learned was these ETFs are always depreciating in value. They're designed that way because they have to turn a profit and pay the manager of the fund or whatever. So you're never, ever <laughs> supposed to just hold it so long. That's why they're willing to pay you a little bit of a premium with some interest every 30 days. Because they're like, you fucking idiot. You're still holding this? What are you fucking <laughs> stupid? And that was another one. I, if I would have kept holding, I would have lost even more. But I didn't know. And then I went and did some more research. And I was like, I probably should have read about these beforehand. But a couple people had told me like, hey, these leveraged ETFs. I made a lot of money with these. You know, you need to start using those. Hold on. We got an intruder. What's up, babe? You so sexy. What you want from me? You coming in at the right time now. What's up? Babe, you need to stop being a bad influence. She keeps getting my mom high. Oh my goodness. Babe. She's a old she she she's an aged woman. I'm not gonna be on here too much more. Babe, we have a special um 
scientist, professorial scholar on the line. He's going to be breaking down the three different kinds of dreadlocks. And so we need to have this first and then, and then I'll be over there. I'm not going to be too long. It's the, it's the, it's the Thanksgiving episode, honey. They know that the turkey is cooking. Hmm. I'll be out there in a little bit, love. You're so sexy. You got a fat little booty. (laughs) Hmm. Not a little. No, I mean, it's, you know, it's chunky. I like it. Sorry about that. (laughs) It's a compliment. Shields you from further abuse. Oh yeah, dude. I'll be chill to me up. In there. Got to. Like, get out, baby. You're so beautiful. I love right. you. <laughs> yeah, that's how you that's how you do it. Iron fist in a velvet glove. Gotta finesse them. You gotta yeah. finesse them, or the fingers getting cut off, the safe's being opened with the biometric reading of my finger, and they're gonna find me with eight eight in my center mass. It's just what's that's gonna a, happen. Yeah, that's a I gotta tread lightly. Yeah, man, that's this is I think we gave people some great information tonight that that wasn't financial advice at all, but it was still definitely some great information. And now the coup de gras. Mm. That's French for, for, for our listeners who may not be as sophisticated. That's French for that's French for you got ganked. <laughs> <laughs> for gank the coup de gras. <laughs> the coup de gank. <laughs> We have uh, we have a we have a learned scholar in the building right now, a man who is well versed in many of the fields of ethnic studies and and schools of hard knockery, and he's a beloved uh, semi regular of the program, who has a, a secret plan in place that's not going to be disclosed until we have uh, lost tapes money, and you know it may in, it may involve some. Questionable surgical practices. That's all I. That's all I can say at this time. But he's going to break down some of the science. It's that for found. the greater good. This I don't listen. I've never. I've literally never heard you say anything that ended up being even a little wrong. So I'm convinced. I'm not somebody you have to talk into this. Whatever you say, I agree. No argument from me. Well, first of all, can can y'all hear me? Yeah. Oh, we loud got and you. clear, brother. Loud and clear. Well, uh, I just stopped by this evening to tell you guys uh, some things I was thinking about when it comes to uh, Mr. Daryl Brooks Jr. For those who aren't aware, he's the gentleman that plowed over several people in the great state of Wisconsin, which I've also lived there before. Uh, I believe it's somewhere in the Milwaukee area. Um, I don't know if anybody, if y'all have been in Milwaukee before, but that's like Chicago extended um, at least that's how it used to be back in the day. Um, I've just noticed over the years, um, through my travels, um, that you can basically, there's really only like 20 people in the whole world. Um, and usually most people are like some sort of remix of one of those 20 characters, um, that you see kind of like on an old school video game or Grand Theft Auto walking down the street, there's only 20 people and they just put different clothes on them, but it's really the same person you saw like two blocks ago. That's pretty much life. Well, uh, so you, you know, you get all this data for meeting all these people and I've come to a certain, uh, conclusion when it comes to men with dreads, there's three kind of men with dreads. The first kind is the pretty boy. You know, 
regardless of sexual orientation or anything like that, they're they're very neat, very organized. Like sometimes, like they do all kind of crazy designs or like braid it back and like you know do all that stuff. Um, they're usually very well dressed, uh, very well spoken, articulate, intelligent. Um, so then there's that kind. The second kind is the Rastafarian. We've all seen them before. They're in every city. They're everywhere. Sometimes they wear shoes. Sometimes they don't, you know? Um, so then that's them. And then there's a third kind, and that's the kind that I really wanted to, to uh, discuss. These people, I don't even have one word to describe the kind of terror that they unleash on society. The first time I encountered one of these specimens was when I lived in Florida when I was in the Hillsborough County School District system. I was in a class, I believe I was like in the seventh grade or something like that, and there was this kid, he had dreads, they, they used to hang over his face like Chief Keith. But this was, you know, 25 plus years ago. And he came into the classroom and every day he would just put his head down and he would sleep. Well, one day, the teacher shook him, try to wake him up. And um, he cussed out the teacher, um, you know, pretty much got expelled, like, right then and there. He cussed everybody out, cussed the SRO out, cussed everybody out, uh, pushed people, fought people, and he got expelled. And he was never seen or heard from again. I don't know where this comes from, but I believe it started in Florida because everything evil starts in Florida. <laughs> so these type of people spread. They left Florida and they 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 got into Atlanta and then they just they just spread all over the southeast. And when I saw Mr. Daryl Brooks Jr.'s mugshot, I was talking to to a friend. I was like, I guarantee you. That dude has ties to the Moors or the Hebrew Israelites. First of all, you could tell by the look in his eye, and he had dreads, and they were in some kind of weird, like, bun on the top of his head. But it wasn't neat looking, like the first type of dread person I described. It wasn't like that. It was kind of like, it just looked, he terrified, his mugshot terrified me. <laughs> and... I don't know where this came from. Like, I don't really think it's like a hip hop culture thing. I don't, I don't know where this came from. It was random. Like in the nineties in the early nineties in Florida, everybody had S curls. And then all of a sudden, you know, I say around 94, 95, 96, these dread people started appearing and all they do is rob liquor stores, <laughs> kill people, like beat people up there. I mean, they don't care about anything. Like when I say they don't care about anything, they don't care about anything. Y'all see that dude um, in Florida that, that shot that deputy. He was sitting in the back seat with that AR pistol. Mm. And as soon as they pulled him out the car, he started shooting at the, uh, the, the deputy. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. he ended up, he ended up getting killed. There you go. Black man with dreads. If you get a police scanner, turn it on. Every person that's in a foot chase is a black male with dreads, a t-shirt, <laughs> black shoes, black Air Force Ones. I'm telling you, they're dangerous. Be careful. 
If you see one at night, it's already too late. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Now, if you have some sort of evidence that will uh, uh, debunk what I'm saying, then please share with me because I don't want to feel this way. You know, when yeah. I see like I I I, I classify it as dread one, dread two, dread three. <laughs> dread, dread one is like your pretty boys. Dread two, your Rastafarians. To, to get a Rastafarian to do something to you, you got to really like push his buttons. And then there's dread three. Dread or three, just, like is gay. <laughs> or like, just exist the gay. That that'll do it too. Yeah, that that will. He, but he ain't gonna hurt you. He just he just gonna say something to you. Yeah, that's probably true. Dread three will hurt you, and they don't they don't need a reason. <laughs> I don't understand why they're so angry. It's like they're like, like almost like uh, if you took a black man, and you 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 re you put us in you made a reduction out of us, and you had like a black man concentrate. It's almost <laughs> like. That's what dread number three is. He's just pure <laughs> concentration of just black man anger. So he's like just, just ne Negro it, resin. You know, it's almost like, you know, you, you take angry black man and like a little drop in each one of us, you know, you, you get us mad enough. It comes out. And when he made dread number three, like he spilt the whole bottle. It's like, oops. That's that's what that's what they are. That is what they are. I mean, I don't know why anybody's surprised. Have you seen what this dude, the terror that he has unleashed on people in his short life? Like all his crimes, none of his crimes are financial. They're all just violent, just violence. All of them. Uh, it's crazy. Talking casually about uh, pimping a 16 year old girl. I was like, OK. Um, it, it, it that was a little shocking. Um, but at, what I love about it is it's a truism that there there seems to be the hint of some sort of scientific analysis, but there's clearly not. But yet, I feel like anybody listening will be like, "Yeah, I know exactly what the fuck he's talking yeah. about." Yeah, I can't. I, I can't disagree. Guy. I have nothing to say. I have no no dissenting opinion whatsoever. I didn't hear anything <laughs> wrong. The, the, the I only have one question though. I have one uh, question. Do they get angry and grow dreads, or do they grow dreads and get, get angry? angry. Hmm. This is a, a classic chicken or the egg thing, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the anger inspires the dreadlocks. And then they just all get into a mix together. Because one of the first ways you learn to rebel against the system is with your appearance. And that covers everything from Malcolm X hats to leather pendants and dashikis. Like you're casting yourself aside from everything else by your outward appearance. So dreadlocks is on that list. You, you did something that inspires that is the discontent that you see for the for the dominant society in some in some way. It's always that that always comes first in my opinion. Unless you were just raised in a culture that you had dreads when you were a baby. But if you were somewhere nearing adult life and you made a decision to get dreads, you was already on that path to, of discontent. It was already happening. So I don't see any. Uh, I think that's that's where it comes from. Honestly, that's how it was for me. That's how it was for me when I was young. I was getting past uh, books by Dr. York and Behold the Pale Horse and all these other things. What was the uh, 
uh, I can't remember the something the destruction of black civilization, like all these kind of books and these things that you couldn't help but get pissed off by. And eventually, not too long after that, it was like, yeah, you wear dreadlocks, scare the white people. <laughs> That's well, a really easy way. I, I don't I don't I don't know I don't know where we go from here. This dude he he ran over uh like a lot of them were kids. So he injured more than 60 people. Wow. Do you know what kind of grand theft auto action that is to injure 60 people with a car? Right. right. That means he was just he was just literally just plowing through them. And then if it, if the story is correct, he had just got into a knife fight with somebody minutes earlier. A knife fight? What the fuck is like West Side Story? Like who? How do you get like that's that's fight? what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like this dude, he's he's a menace. He's literally a menace. Like it, he he like literally like he's that one criminal that literally cannot be released back into society. Like he's just he's going to reoffend, not because like a matter of survival, like a drug dealer would, because once you get labeled as a drug dealer, you know, unless you're an entrepreneur, you know, you're not going to get hired to be able to do anything else. So you pretty much got to keep selling drugs. Right. Like he's just, he's just, he's not trying to like, he's not trying to make money. He's not trying to get over. He's just hurting people. Like literally. That's that's what he does. Everybody around him, including his the 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 mothers of his children, he literally just terrorizes everybody. It's just a terror. And he, somehow, uh, go ahead. I was gonna say I like I like the idea that in the simulation, it's Grand Theft Auto, like an RPG where you create your character, and whenever you choose the dread option, like you you get to choose one of three backstories. <laughs> and it's like, look, uh, I plan on assimilating completely. I'm going to go to college. I want to be very clean, approachable, and safe. But I don't want to completely abandon black culture or be perceived as abandoning black culture. So I'm going to grow these dreads and keep them very nice. That's mm. that's dread one. Then you have the backstory for dread two. And it's like, look, I'm completely saying fuck Babylon. I don't plan on assimilating. I don't mean to do anybody harm. But I want to make a very proud declaration of my natural beauty and my connection to the earth and, and just natural roots in general. And then you get part two, dread two, that's your option. And then if you turn the dial up to dread three, it it's, I don't give a fuck. I have to kill the first living thing that I see. I don't give a fuck about any sense of anything. This isn't purposeful. And again, we're living in the enigma and the mystery is like, is the dread lifestyle because it wasn't done purposely like i'm going to be productive but then have this to connect with my african culture or i want to make a bold statement about my complete rejection of babylon is it possible that dreads themselves like if you don't go into them with a purpose that maybe mm. it's just an uncomfortable hairstyle that eventually drives you insane and throws you into murderous rage I mean, whatever the Dread 3 background story is, and again, it's not something I could scientifically prove. I think oh we're wasting a lot of money on, on dick pills and research for Snuggies, and none of these universities have really put the money where they need to. We need to find out <laughs> why Dread 3 comes to be. Um, I think well, let me ask be... you guys. I, yeah. 
Dan, I already know what you like. I'm sure I you can remember at least five instances in your school life where there was somebody with dreads at your school that did something terrible to somebody. Oh, at, at, without fail. Almost every person I've ever been punched in the face by has had dreads. <laughs> <laughs> Almost without fail. Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, it started in Florida because, like, when I lived up north, like the kids with dreads, like, they, I mean, I, I mean, they didn't, they didn't, really, they were just like everybody else, you know. But the ones in Florida, I'm telling you, something happened to them. I don't know what. Listen, by I'm, the I'm, time I'm, Little Wayne came out with with dreads, oh, it, it was already well on its way to spreading oh, across the nation. Oh yeah, he was late to the party. He was way late. I'm saying 95. Oh yeah. Not around it may, it may not have 95. made it up to Louisiana by that time, but I yeah. agree with you. Whatever this scourge, this vampiric scourge that started in Hillsborough County was, I agree with you on this timeline. It started creeping up in the 90s, and by the time we got to 2020, it, it had consumed the world to make to make brand three. Brand yeah. three of Dreadrock. Maybe there's something sacred and mystic about it. Like if you grow without a purpose, it could fuck you up. I, I agree. Listen, I came when I came to Florida, it was early 2000s. And I was that was back before I, I had I had a lot of stuff to unravel still back then. But I distinctly remember being offended by people who had dreadlocks but weren't like what you would consider conscious. Yeah. I had an issue with that. I had no right to have an issue with that, but I did from my personality back then. When I saw dudes with dreadlocks and gold teeth and being loud and obnoxious, I'm like, these motherfuckers aren't like mystical. Like, what are you? They're not. They're not natural <laughs> mystics. What are you doing over there? You're supposed to have like you're supposed to have something going on consciously in your mind. Is some something, but to be out here in the world with dreadlocks acting like fucking wow people. I was offended by that shit for a long time. And then it eventually you're in Florida long enough where you just don't care anymore. Cause it's like, well, clearly this shit doesn't have to mean something to the person <laughs> who grows them. It's just, it doesn't have to, you know, uh, dude, it's, I, that's an option, but you don't have to. I feel like we just stumbled across more dogma that needs to be fleshed out and written out for the Dolomitians. Is that if, if you grow dreadlocks without a purpose, you're taking on a sacred right that if you're not prepared for, it could fuck you up. You can't grow dreads without a purpose. It will lead, it will lead to folly and destruction. Absolutely. Without I mean, fail. Pure destruction. <laughs> Your annihilation. Yeah, I mean, they're they're I, I don't they're just terrible. I don't know how to say it. They're just terrible, terrible people. I hate to try to box everybody in a group, but I can't think of none of them that meant any good for anybody. Uh, Dreadlocks three, without man. a cause is terror without pause. <laughs> it's terror I, without pause. <laughs> <laughs> Dreads without a cause is terror without pause. Oh. So saith, so saith the Lord. <laughs> Dude, it's it's you you walk in the path of folly and destruction. You can't you can't take on this sacred right willy nilly. How dare without you? purpose? Yeah. How dare you? So actually, I was the universe will punish you. Discussed. Listen, was... you 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 didn't have the right why. You didn't right. get to the answer by doing your long division correctly, but somehow intuitively you had the right answer. Right. You right. saw that. You sized it up as multiple choice, and you're like, oh, this is this is this is definitely C. 
this is the path to destruction. <laughs> this is dreads without consciousness. Oh man, there's there's really something to be said there. Honestly, there's really something to be said there. Because what other? Yeah, I, I accept it. I accept it. It's part of the pantheon now. This is this is part of our teachings. Yeah, dreads without pause, terror without cause. We got all the evidence we need. <laughs> we got all the evidence we need, bro. And it's so clearly identifiable. It's like, you know, you're clearly a dread number three. You're dread God. number three. We're in danger. This is not where we want to go. This is not the store we want to be in right now. I'll find my raw raps someplace else. <laughs> it's, it's Babylonian assimilation dread. It's pure rustic natural dread. And then it's just the path to hell and destruction. Yeah. It's 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 the three settings for your Grand Theft Auto RPG backstory created character. It's all that the algorithm will allow. And only one of them's dangerous. Right. Only one of them's dangerous. You know, yes. I'm sure Tariq Nasheed would point some fingers at the at the Babylon assimilation dread too. But like we can let him live. He ain't really doing nothing wrong. No, you know he's not saying? hurting anybody. He's the a pillar of the community. Killing. The roster's chilling. I'm sure there's some conversations to be had with him too. You know, like yeah. let's let's discuss this boom bye bye thing. Let's you know let's talk about it. But for the most part, they're harm not harmless, but uh, not dangerous. Right. But the, yeah, dread number three needs to be eradicated. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm I with you like? on that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I usually don't call for eradication of anything, or but like. I, it's 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 at that level now. I don't I don't know where we go from here. Yeah. You you right. run over these poor white folk at a Christmas parade. Don't you know how happy white people are at Christmas time? <laughs> yeah. At their one point of you know, at their one point of love the whole year, you literally try to annihilate as many of them as you can with a car. Even kids we you can't you can't I don't know where we go from here. Yeah, there there's Nordic joyousness, know. they're worshiping Odin. There's 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 you know the Yuletide, the whole thing, all of the uh you know the pagan mysticism that goes with it. it it's represented by the cold. We know that global warming is a white supremacist hoax to keep the planet cold as fuck so they're comfortable. It's you know it's a white Christmas. I mean it's everything that's right. It's a celebration of the triumph of capitalism and consumerism. I mean, it's literally everything about white history and what white people love, like compacted in to a, a particular event, like even parades. Parades are fucking stupid. They're just dumb. Just, there's never been anything good about a parade. So we're just, this is an antiquated thing. Like we're just gonna watch people walk past us. This is, this is what we're doing, yes. And you know why we're gonna do it? Cause it's fucking tradition. It's, it's everything that's rooted into what um, Christmas is and why it's loved. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it really was a particular kind of terrorist act. In fact, I think if you wanted to really fuel that fire, um, you, th this wasn't just retaliation for Rittenhouse. This was a direct attack on whiteness itself. By, no, by this, is, this, this is way... This is, this is way... This is way worse. In my opinion, in some ways, like this is like Dylan Roof bad. And I'm the only <laughs> reason why I'm saying this is because Dylan Roof came into church and he had a motive. He was trying to start a race war, all this other stuff. This yeah. dude got into something else. And then on his way 
away from that, he was like, you know what? I'm going to go run over some white people. On Christmas. Like, I mean, yeah. Like, it, it was no... I mean, it's just... I think it was a random thought. Yeah, it was a random thought that he followed through on that was absolutely terrible. That that's that that's that sociopathic behavior. And the the similarities. I I, I just don't know where we go from here. The the similarities are undeniable. They're people that were both clearly unhappy and mentally disturbed. These were not people that loved their life, that loved their community, that that loved you know, this experience that they're having in their corporeal being, they just, there's nothing there. There's, there's a pain and a lostness and there's a pit where like you fall into it and you're like forever separated from your humanity, whatever place they got into, like that's where they were. And, you know, you can try to ascribe some higher purpose to it. Dylan Roof is trying to start a race war. Uh, Daryl Brooks is trying to, you know, make a point about BLM and the Rittenhouse verdict. Whatever ridiculous, cockamamie, nonsensical justification they want to, you know, create in their mind, I, I mean, it's 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 silly and it's stupid and it's it's not anything profound. It's their lostness finding its way to get attached to an idea so that their lostness seems to be meaningful in some way, and then they allow themselves to to manifest all this unhappiness and rage in ways that that takes other people's lives. You know, so I, I I don't think it's an unfair comparison. I think it's 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 basically the same thing. It's two sides of this. They're in the same camp. They're in the the wilderness of unidentity together. Absolutely, like you know. So you, if we make it about race, we we see it like it's you know two sides uh, are the same coin or these are separate factions. It's like nah, this is the same team. This is the same team fucking it up for everybody, just with a different meat suit seeking out different meat suit victims, but they're operating off the same unseen force or the animus behind it. It's, it's the same shit. It's the same shit. Whatever the, the ignorant, traumatic, race violence pantheon is, like uh, Dylan Roof and, and Daryl Brooks get to have their statues next to each other. Oof. Now, did, did anybody get any real information about the motive and all this stuff? Because I know people are talking about the uh, somebody said he was running from something. I did hear some people mentioning the Hebrew Israelite angle and so. Well, like, where's all this coming from? Is it just is it his social media? Did he say something? Social media, yeah. Mm, okay. He had a lot of uh, Hebrew Israelite type stuff. Um, and the footage shows media. him swerving into people and even in fleeing, because there was a cop that slowed him down. I was like, hey, dude, what are you gonna? What are you doing? So he was going slow enough, and then he punched it specifically to go through the barricade. So there's no question that if you're running from some, if you're running from the police, it's stupid for you to go into such a populated area. You're doing nothing but bringing attention to yourself. Right. You yeah. literally would have been infinitely better off busting a U-turn and driving the complete opposite way. So it's undeniable that the hitting people was intentional. It is speculative. That he did it. Well, for he hit his reasons. girlfriend. He hit his yeah. girlfriend with a car. Like a couple weeks back on... or a couple months back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so this son, his son is like a, a repeated vehicular offender. Yep. What the fuck yeah. is going on? So he, he hasn't crazy. come out and, and said, like, I've got a manifesto. This is what I was trying to do. Fuck these crack ass crackers. They kiss dogs in the mouth. They got to go. I got to take them off of here. 
There was never no moment like that for him. But what they're doing is they're piecing together. It's after the Rittenhouse verdict. He didn't have to go through this uh, area. He specifically drove from far away um, to get to this specific area where this event was going on. And from the footage, he's clearly hitting people. So he hasn't proclaimed it, but because of his political leanings of what he posted, you know, people are putting two to two together. But it is fair to say that there hasn't been anything definitive, but it is very odd that the media is falling over itself to really stay as far away from a um, a motivation as possible. Like, yeah. they, they, they don't want it connected to any agenda. I mean, but whatever agenda it is, man, it's, it's, it's Dylan Roof's agenda. It's stupid. I'm upset. I hate my life. I need to feel like I have a meaning, so... I'm going to lock on to this race shit and make other human beings suffer because somehow this will make my suffering feel like it's purposeful. But really, it's like, dude, like, you know, find what the fuck makes you happy. Get some pussy. Be nice to your girl. She's still with you after you ran the bitch over. Like, you got a lot to be grateful for this Thanksgiving. Oh, see, that might be Christmas part of the grave. problem. You can't, you can't keep banging the guy that ran you over. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's just not right. We can't keep. If anybody needs to be barred from sexual experiences, it's the guy who ran over his baby's mother with a car. That's probably not cool. I don't think that's a uh, yeah. And he was when he trying to pimper. Oh, he was trying to pimper too. Right, I did that see true? that. I don't know if it's the same person, but I did see that he had some kind of trafficking charge or something like that for taking a uh, underage girl into another state to pimp her out. I did see something about that. I don't know how true that is. But... Well, he talked about it very poetically when he was addressing the accusations that he was a sex offender. So he, he very succinctly told the world that, yes, I'm a sex offender, but it's not fair because I had a girl who later on became my baby's mother. I didn't know she was only 16 at the time. So when I was hoeing her out, I didn't realize I was hoeing out a underage girl. Mm. Which I, I just don't know how much better it makes that story. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. <laughs> I'll, I'll give them that. It, it, anybody it. that's, you know, man enough to admit that they ran over 60 people, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that, you know, they probably not lied about whether or not they knew the girl was underage or not. You know? Yeah, I I think he would so, be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to give him a pass on that. Yes, she was 16, and I knew it, and I hold her out anyway. Like, I think I think if you're running over people at a Christmas parade, you'd be. I don't think you would be that sensitive about it. Yeah, I yeah. don't think so either. I don't think he gives a shit. Because I mean, he, he's he like, took the time to go out up. on a PR tour. Let me just clear this up. Right. I'm not exactly a sex offender. I was pimping my 16-year-old baby mama. That's actually what happened. Right. Okay, pal. Yeah. What? What? Okay. I got a. Here's an important question. What level of Dante's correctional facility does he come <laughs> in on? What level do we put him in at? I think. I think he's definitely got to start out on at least level four. That's, it, yeah. It, yeah. That's really generous. Like I'm trying to be as fair as possible. And I'm thinking it in terms of he didn't, he obviously took advantage of this girl. He obviously ran game on her. She could have been a wounded, broken person who was easy to prey on. At the end of the day, um, she might have voluntarily did it, and it wasn't like violent coercion. So I'm assuming that this was a venture they embarked on together, 
rather than her violently intimidating her into do it, right? So in the best possible scenario that you're hoeing out your 16-year-old baby's mother, you're at least starting out on level four, at least. Because, I mean, (laughs) hoeing out women is pretty bad. In, In this day and age, with OnlyFans and Backpage and all the opportunity that's out there for for you as a woman to build clientele and not be afraid for your life, you can get a couple repeat customers. The the efficacy and the need for a pimp is kind of dwindled. So yeah. if, if if you're still kind of trying to muscle in on that role in 2020, you're kind of an asshole. You're not a feminist. You don't believe in about empowering women. You're taking no. advantage of them for sure. No, they should all be independent contractors. I think there's yep. still a place for uh, security. I got your back. Make sure you don't get hurt. But that's you're also an independent contractor. That doesn't mean you you take all her money and right. and, and verbally, mentally, and physically abuse her. Yeah, we don't need that. They're all independent contractors. Respect respect the sex worker game. So if you yeah, pimps are outdated. They're archaic. We don't need pimps anymore. Nope. Yeah, get out of here, buddy. If you self-identify as a pimp, you should remove yourself. Not from life, but I'm just saying, remove yourself from this conversation. There's nothing to be said to pimps anymore. There's there's no uh, pride left in it. It's all gone. But, here, <laughs> but here's the thing. Up. He had followers. He had at least enough people in the public who were like, what's this I hear about being a sex offender, Daryl? Are we ever going to address this? Right. And then he takes the IG Live. To, so there was at least enough of human interest in him in him that he had to even go out and address it, which kind of makes you think like, okay, out of all the people we shun in society, they were like, nah, I just, I can't fuck with you. Like, like people couldn't get lawyers. Like, nope, not touching it, not gonna help you. I can't fuck with you. Like out of all the people we ostracized, like did PayPal ever said, uh, you've publicly declared you're pimping out underage girls. We're cutting off your PayPal, Daryl. You can't have a PayPal. Right. Like JP Morgan wasn't like, yo, we're cutting off your banking. We we don't want to be associated with you. So it kind of says a lot about the racism that's baked into it. It's like, oh, it's a black dude talking about pimping underage girls. Sure. I mean, why would we be appalled about this? Why would we want to ostracize this person from society unless there was some part baked into the, the bigger hole where it was kind of like, there's some level of expectation and acceptance there. Yeah, that dude is, you know, that dude's that dude. We're not going to make a big deal out of it. Where really, I feel like if any of us were sane or any of these institutions were being run by sane, non-racist people, they would be like, no, we don't give a fuck where he's from or what he's talking or what his culture is. None of that shit matters. Like, dude, you're basically glamorizing uh abusing women and making money off them debasing themselves you you have no place in the larger society i guarantee you his twitter never got suspended i would be curious like was he ever yanked off facebook probably not probably not i highly doubt it so somehow a lot of this shit seems to slip through i've heard a lot of people talking about this even with the um even with the uh the documentary that they made you know the one about the people who worked and monitoring and deleting Facebook posts that was against community standards. And they talked about a lot of the stuff that they had to leave because it didn't technically, you know, go against any type of standards. So who knows? They pick and choose who they want to ban with most of this shit. I don't think there's much rhyme or reason to it other than whoever's winning the political and social conversation at the time. 
You know, I'm sure there was a time on Facebook where right-leaning shit was fine, but if you talk too much communist shit, you get banned, and now it's kind of the opposite. Yep. If you're right-leaning and you're like, yeah, but what about cis white males? It's like, get the fuck out of here, B. <laughs> you're gone for 30 days. <laughs> Look, so, if, yeah. if, if, sex traffic, if being a sex trafficker isn't enough to kind of make people be like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to be associated with you. I don't know if I want you associated with this company or this platform. I don't know if I want to do business with you or fuck with you on on any level. If sex trafficking doesn't get you put in that pool, then I I don't think there's even a utility for having this fucking cancel space in culture at all. Like if that guy doesn't make it into the cancel bin, then then I don't think anybody deserves to be there. There's no point in having it. If it doesn't it like weed he's out himself now though. He's, he's Well yeah, he did. <laughs> But 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 to be fair, if being a self-admitted child sex trafficker isn't enough to get you ousted from polite society, then there's no point in removing anybody. If that's not a bridge too far, then the whole fucking thing loses credibility. That's true. No argument there. So I think we've learned some very important lessons tonight, especially about the three types of dreadlocks. This is life-changing information <laughs> that we get to move forward through the simulation smarter and better because of having learned this here today. I think all of us benefit from learning from what we learned here. Just uh, be on the lookout. Like you said, they do need to be eradicated. If you see one in the dark, it's already too late. <laughs> <laughs> the, the profound prophet has graced us with his presence, and he's brought us these truths from wherever they were mined, and we're all better for knowing it. Yeah, greatly appreciate it. It's been a long time, and it was worth the wait. I love it. What time? Yes. Be careful, gentlemen. <laughs> Watch yourselves out here, especially yeah. in Florida. Especially if, if you're in Florida. Yeah, man, it's going to be hard, but uh, yeah, just watch yourself when you're out late night getting gas at the Wawa. Just look around. <laughs> Make sure it ain't no no type 3 dreads hanging around. <laughs> so the, the Florida man vampiric dread parasite. It started in Florida and it's spread throughout the entire world. Be careful and happy holidays. Enjoy your turkey with your family. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy your turkey. Enjoy your itis. Don't talk about COVID. Have a nope. great time, everybody. Enjoy this uh, this camaraderie and with the family. Eat some good food, and uh, I'm sure we'll be linking again soon. May, may the voice yes, of God sir. be with you. All right, y'all brothers, take it easy, man. I'll talk to you soon. Good evening, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.